Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, this is John Dorsey. How you doing, buddy boy? Don't be scared. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday edition of the show. It is Takes on Takes Tuesday. We are going to have a lot of fun because there is a take that came through this week that I cannot wait to get to because it is so, so, so bad. So stay tuned. That's coming in just a few minutes. Before that, though, you didn't even put kid gloves on. You just this take is trash. And we're going to address it before the end of the show. But, Joe, before we do that, before we get into anything, as I know we have some some news from yesterday that we want to talk about as well. I would just like to invite everybody as a little bit of a change of pace at the top of the show. Excuse you over there. You okay? Oh, wow. I thought I had it on mute. I'm sorry. Jeez, Louise. Joe, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to edit that out. That Everybody listening at home is going to get oh. that because that was a great moment. That's probably top 25 all time. Maybe we should do a, a baby big boards on the top five moments from draft dudes. Because that would probably be on my list. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I thought oh. it was on mute, man. I really did. It was not. I did. would like to cordially invite okay. those of you listening, regardless of whether you're new or an old time, long time listener of the show. If you haven't hit subscribe to this podcast, we would love to have you get these fun little nuggets like Joe clearing his throat while I'm trying to you know, encourage you guys to follow <laughs> us. But um, yeah, hit that subscribe button, follow along. You can do so on your, your smartphones, listen to us in the car, in the gym, wherever you guys are at. And without any further ado, Joe, let's talk some football. Yeah, let's do. Hey, Kyle, uh, starting quarterback, San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, torn ACL. He's out for the year. Yeah. Big implications here, in my opinion. Um, you know, you've got a guy that was primed to really have a great season is what everyone expected. He signed the big deal. He was on fire the to, to close last year and. You know, all the all the thoughts about him having a full off season with Kyle Shanahan and being in that playbook and what they could do uh, is going to be uh, next here with this injury. Obviously, he was off to a bit of a slow start, so that was always going to be a process. But, you know, this is this is a crusher and the not the silver lining, because that's that's not what I'm looking for. But I, I know that we've kind of poked fun at C.J. Beathard, but isn't this why you draft him in the third round is because you can believe you can he can come in and fill in adequately. I mean, so we got a lot of layers to this discussion, in my opinion. Yeah. And then the way Jimmy went down was kind of rough too, right? Like he's on the sideline, he's running. He very easily could have gone out of bounds, but he tried to like get cute and cut back into the field. And he'd done this several times versus Kansas city. 
I'll tell you what, this time next year, Jimmy G ain't going to be stepping back into the field when he's running on the sideline. Protect your body, man. You know, like what what really is the difference in two yards? Yeah, especially in that situation. I mean, all the rules that exist right now to protect quarterbacks, and you you can't protect them in every way, shape, or form. Uh, At some point, they have to make good decisions with their bodies, and, uh, you know, that was a – Foolish move by Jimmy G, obviously wishing the best on his recovery. And I guess the silver lining really is that it happened early in the season. So there should be no issues with him not being ready for week one. You know, maybe training camp, the start of training camp might be a little bit in jeopardy, but uh, he'll be he'll be uh, plenty, plenty, plenty healed, I guess. Uh, hey, Joe, maybe the they can, uh, with that out. with that top five pick they're going to get, pick a Leo prospect that doesn't suck. What do you think? Uh, are you writing off Solomon already? <laughs> no, Jeez, man. not really. I thought that was his perfect. Not really writing him off, but I mean, he's had a rough go. He really has. And this, uh, this past game that they played, he's in like a 50, 50 timeshare with Cassius Marsh. And I think, think I had read, this was the first game that Solomon got over 50% of the snaps. And March is a good reserve. I mean, he's had production in that role, in that yeah. leader role with Seattle for a while. And so, I mean, he's a he's a really good player, I think, to compliment Solomon. But Solomon's a top five draft pick. Three overall, yeah. yeah. He's got to deliver. And uh, yeah, he's he's got to be really good. So we'll see how that goes, Kyle. You know, uh, ever since we started doing this podcast, I've had a lot of people ask me for advice. Usually it's about who to bet on this week. And I'll be honest with you, Kyle, the truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, this is the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, they've got great online reviews, and the mobile site is easy to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game. You can join now and my bookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim the bonus. You win, you play, you get paid. My bookie will match your initial deposit 100% up to $1,000. Joe, I'm going to be right back. I got to go sign up for my bookie. Yeah, you should. I mean, the over-under on fantasy points is such a smart ad. Get those Dolphins bets in, Kyle. Oh, no, stop it. I can't bet with my heart. Don't let me bet with my heart. I'll I'll say that. Yeah, try to control you. That's that's been a real chat task for the last five years. Yeah, I hope you've been having fun, bro. (laughs) Getting worse by the day with these drinking videos you're posting, man. I'm worried about you. No, no, no. It's good. Been drinking a lot of Powerade in between. I know, I know, Kyle. Uh, takes on takes, shall we do this? Takes on takes. We got some good ones. We got some bad ones. <laughs> we we want them all. Good ones. Yeah, we want all of them. Uh, Joe, I'm going to go ahead and dish to you first, mm-hmm. 
and I'm going to throw you for a curveball because we have the the roster of takes. Oh, okay. I'm not going in order. Oh, great. I, I've got one that I want you to talk on okay. right out the chute. Right. And it's from your brother, David. Okay. Nick Bosa and Ed Oliver are clearly the best two players in next year's draft, but they won't be the first two picks. Joe, your reaction. That's a good take by my brother David there, um, coming to us all the way from Greece. Um, I agree. Nick Bosa and Ed Oliver, best two football players I've scouted for this draft class so far. Um, But conventional wisdom tells you that it's unlikely they will be the first two players drafted because you just have to think a quarterback is going to slide in there. Um, There are some statistics that exist out there that will tell you that if you look at all the drafts since – 2000 whatever that at least two quarterbacks were taken in the top five or something and it's just it's just where the league's trending I mean quarterbacks go high they get overdrafted even if uh, Justin Herbert or whoever Drew Locke isn't really necessarily worthy of a top one or two pick the reality is they're probably going to be that high of a selection now the silver lining here could be that we saw five quarterbacks go in the first round last year and the teams that drafted them don't look to be overly good. And so you could have a scenario where a team that just invested a high pick in a quarterback uh, is owns those top two selections and they don't really have a trade partner and they wind up going Bosa and Oliver. But I think I'll take uh, the field here in terms of alternatives. And I'll say that I don't, I agree with this, that they are the two best players, but they won't be drafted with the top two picks. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. Kyle. No no argument for me there. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Okay, here's one I have for you here. This comes from Ryan Turley. Appalachian State would finish in the top half of both the Big Ten and ACC this year. <laughs> This is a take, Ryan. I like this take. Because ACC, Joe, you're the ACC guy. Mm-hmm. Give me the top seven teams in the ACC. 
Oh, thank you for asking. I put that in my um, my ACC recap for the weekend. So if you give me just a second here, I will be able to give you my full ACC power rankings. I can tell you right now, I would take them over. I got them. I got them. more I than this? more than half the teams in the Big Ten. I would. Yeah. Okay. Here's the top. Here's the best seven teams according to me in the ACC: Clemson, Miami, NC State, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Syracuse, Boston College. Duke. Yes, they would. <laughs> App State would absolutely finish in the top half of both of those conferences this year. Uh, I mean, we didn't even really talk about Virginia Tech at all, Joe, on Monday's show. As they would prefer. What a dumpster fire. 49 points to Old Dominion. You dismiss your cream of the crop pass rusher, Trayvon Hill, hours after the game. Um. Not a great weekend to be a Hokie. No. And, um, yeah, I think I would take App State to finish in both of those conferences just because there are some bad football teams in the middle of both of these conferences, Joe. So I know my argument when we talked about best conference in the country was centered around the meat of the Big Ten, and I'd like to formally apologize to you for that because I lied to you, and I don't like to do that. (laughs) Man, this has been a weird week. The whole the Josh Allen thing yesterday, this today. Man, I don't know what to do. Well, it's 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 good karma for as I continue to be a insufferable Dolphins fan. As long as the Dolphins keep winning, we can uh, deal with kindness in the rest of your life. I guess is what you're saying. Everybody should be rooting for the Dolphins just as hard as I am. Yeah, I, I knew there was a, a motivating factor behind this. Yeah, there's some equity in here. Uh, take from Kyle Hedgespeth, and it would not be a Draft Dudes Takes on Takes show without West Virginia questions. So, Kyle, I'm super proud of you, man. Got to get him in. Yadni Kajust is the second best tackle prospect in this draft. And he did make a note. Sorry for adding another West Virginia take to the show. It's a requirement. We won't even record without a West Virginia take. No, we won't. We'll boycott. Uh, Jonah Williams is the best, right? That's, uh, I think we would both agree there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we think about like Dalton Risner, who I think is probably a guard in the NFL. What other tackles pop? I love Kajus. So I think um, I can certainly get behind this because I think Kajus, in terms of stature, length, mobility, um, using his hands, I really like him. And I think he's a technician in the run game. And so, um, you know, I, you talk about a guy that can frame guys on an island and use his length and move his feet and stay square. I think he's got really big-time upside as a pass blocker. So I don't hate this at all. Nobody else really stands out to me as a clear-cut offensive tackle, too. And so I'm going to go ahead and say that I, I don't have any problems with this take at all. Yeah, so my offensive tackle landscape looked like in the preseason, Jonah Williams, David Edwards from Wisconsin, Trey Adams from Washington – Risner, Greg Little from Ole Miss, and then Yanni Kajus was six. If I think about the first four weeks of the college football season, I just watched Risner and Kajus this past week live in person. Kajus was the best tackle on the field. I will say that. I think Risner probably, you know, as I've watched more and more of him, I'm going to like him better inside. So he's probably not going to be an offensive tackle for me. So that bumps him up above or that bumps him into the top five. Uh, Greg Little is still more athlete than technician, and Kajust has terrific functional strength, size, and length. Trey Adams is hurt. 
So could you, I could make a very legitimate argument right now, kind of based off what the start of the season has given us is a top three offensive tackle. I haven't seen a lot of Wisconsin yet live this season. So I don't know how David Edwards has been performing. And when you said Edwards name, it really stood out to me when uh, working through that. That's a player that didn't come to mind when I initially thought that through, but uh, you know, I'm assuming he's playing well based on what I thought he would do going into the season. But right, you know, could you just right there? He might even have a little. Well, they both have a lot of upside. I like both of those guys. So I yeah. think the, the top three is is clearly Kajust, Edwards, and Williams. I think both those guys are going to be, or all three of those guys are going to be good players. Yeah, right. Especially right now with with the way that they've played, and Kajust has looked really, really good. And I know I've watched every rep West Virginia's had because I've been charting Will Greer, and. Um, He's been very, very solid and went against an SEC team in Tennessee already, just went against a tough Kansas State team that typically gives West Virginia fits, and they manhandled them. So, so far, so good. Kyle, I got one here from Matt Valdovinos. Great last name. Uh, Rashawn Gary, Michigan defensive lineman, isn't a top five defensive lineman, much less a top ten player. That's juicy. What do you got, Kyle? No, I don't think it is because he said defensive lineman. He didn't say edge or interior because now you put all this together and you say Ed Oliver, better or worse than Rayshon Gary? Better. Better. Nick Bosa, better or worse than Rayshon Gary? Better. See you in the pros, Nick. Cleveland Farrell, better or worse than Rayshon Gary? Better. Raekwon Davis? Better. Jeffrey Simmons? Better. Uh, Brian Burns? better yeah so you were at six yeah sorry so i think i think rayshon's a terrific athlete for his size specifically but uh some of the technical deficiencies that he has i think this is a very fair take if you would have told me top five edge or top five interior guy i think that takes a little hotter and i would have had to think a little harder about that but um yeah if you if you're combining interior and and edge guys in this year's class that's not a tough decision for me, and I agree with Matt. So if, if anyone is scouting Kyle and his responses to your takes, just know that if you say something like top five or top ten, we are going to work through the list to see if it's true or not. So make sure you do that in advance so that way uh, you can really challenge the thought process there. So just a little little scouting nugget on scouting Kyle's response to takes. Well, Joe, we're going to get your scouting nuggets on a Pac-12 team here. Ben Solak. Who's that? Has a take. Some kid, some schmuck, told me to calm down about being excited about the Dolphins being 3-0 and the the draft network slack yesterday. Fired up. Listen, I asked him, I said, how many winning seasons has your team had since 2000? 12. Is that how many? I've had three. Don't tell me to calm down, Ben. Stanford is a top three team in the country with this roster under a pass-first spread play caller. Joe. Yeah. You, did you catch this Oregon game this past weekend? Oh, I sure did. Remember, I commented. Oh, Nelly. Yeah, I know Stanford. Oh, Nelly. All right, so give me your thoughts because Stanford's got some pass catchers. Let's do some Let's do some Kyle Krabs work here. Kyle, is, uh, is Alabama better than Stanford? Yes. Is Georgia better than Stanford? Whoa. Whoa, what's the what's with the pause? Yes. Oh man, you had me nervous. Is Clemson better than Stanford? You know, Clemson's uh starting the elf 
this week. Okay. Are they better than Stanford? Yeah, they're a deeper team than Stanford. Is Ohio State better than Stanford? Oh, uh, with Haskins, yes. Is Oklahoma better than Stanford? I don't know. Okay, so there's four teams. That I mean, that is the those four are the four. Like, if there's any justice with the football gods, that's going to be the playoff teams. Because I think they're a clear cut above everybody else. I'll say this, though. I think Stanford's the best team in the Pac-12. Do you think they were better than Oregon in that game? I thought Oregon was a better team. They didn't win the game. Dude, how how many games? How many times are you going to line up and Justin Herbert's not going to throw a single freaking incompletion? They, they they did in the game that mattered. He had two incompletions in regulation, and one of them was a drop. I think two of them were a drop. Uh, that makes it even worse. How many times are you going to line up and you're going to be that dead on? How many times are they going to run the crossing route and Stanford's just not going to acknowledge that it's there? This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. kept waiting for him to adjust but the the premise of me saying this is i think from a talent perspective these tight ends that they have are excellent yeah parkinson and smith yeah yeah they're very very good group of tight ends stanford's teu go argue with your cat by the way that's true there's no nobody else can compete with that pedigree uh i like kj costello a lot i think defensively this team's got some explosive athletes so, yeah, I'd take him over Washington in the Pac-12 right now. I'd take him over Oregon. I think Oregon at home played a perfect game and choked it away at the end. Uh, I, I don't agree with this take, but but uh, I, I do respect Stanford a lot. Um, and you know, they can certainly play their way into the playoffs, and we'll see if they belong. But I don't think they're a top three team in the country. No, no, no. Neither do I. So I think that's, Ben's tripping. Yeah, a little crazy. Okay. Uh, Joe, we have – let's do two more. I'm going to give you your take that you have been so eager to speak on. Yeah. Thank okay? You. Yep. This is from a good buddy of mine, Walker Kelly. Oh, you know this man. Yeah. No, I don't know him personally. Okay. I started following him a couple weeks ago. Is this the guy that keeps putting the turtle responses on? Yeah, it's the the turtle guy. (laughs) What is going on with that? This is the first time you and I have mentioned this together, but I'm like, I thought about asking, what's with this dude that keeps responding with the turtle face? Okay, so I went fishing, right? 
and there were some some crab traps that were down and when we pulled up the crab chat traps there was a massive alligator snapping turtle in the trap so i posted a couple pictures on twitter and made a joke oh well you know this isn't what i went had envisioned when we went out this morning and walker says any sassy tweets that you have for the rest of your life i'm going to respond with the turtle's face and he's done it and he's done it he at one point had the turtle's head superimposed on his own body and had it as his profile picture on his Twitter page. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> tremendous. Okay. So I'm a big fan of Walker. I'm not a big fan of this take, Walker. Okay. The steak is an overrated food. It is a monotonous flavor. Joe, please set this man straight for me. As bad as it gets. It's just as bad as it gets when it comes to a take. Um, I think uh, not only is steak the number one meat that exists, it's required eating on a weekly basis. I have a celebration that I've been uh, having. I This has been going on for maybe four or five years. It's called Moo Moo Monday. And that means it's steak day because people don't like Mondays. And you can enhance your Mondays by making sure that you have steak every single Monday for dinner. And so that is a tradition that exists in my world. It's one that I encourage everyone to have. And uh, it's not overrated. It's legitimately the number one meat that you can eat. As bad as a take as I've ever seen come across the timeline right here. And, and if you think it's a monotonous flavor, then I need to teach you how to cook one. And it's not very hard. You can get some, you can get a variety of different steak seasonings from your local grocery store. Cook that thing on there, medium, medium, rare. Preferably, but if you if you need it a little bit more cooked, get it medium. I prefer mine to be mooing still a little. But uh, I think we have an issue with the man who doesn't know how to grill a steak or he's just got bad taste buds. Well, I mean, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He just we gotta get him some seasoning. I hope so. Any spice companies out there wanna hook us up with uh some free samples? We'll give you a little shout on the show. Twitter bio says Michigan. We'll send we'll mail some to Walker in Michigan. Yeah. Who, by the way, Walker uh, still has the turtle head <laughs> as his Twitter profile picture. I don't know if he saw that. I did. I've been checking out his Twitter uh, since we brought him up here because I didn't realize that you, you kind of had this thing going with him. And then I made the connection of the turtle. And uh, here we are. <laughs> you have anything to add to this, Kyle? Because I got this last one that I want to get to you. Mm, I would just say, Walker, let's. Uh, we got to get together for a steak dinner at some point, right? <laughs> And uh, we'll we'll throw some seasoning on a steak for you. How far away is – well, I, Michigan's a big state. So how far away are you from Indianapolis? Maybe we can hook up at the Combine. In- um, Indy's about a 10-hour 10, 10 drive. From Michigan? Oh, not from Michigan. That's what I'm saying. For me. Oh, no. I mean, Jeff Risden hops down all the time. Yeah. Okay. So, we can figure this out. Yeah, it'll be a short drive. Yep. All right, last one over to you, Kyle. This comes from okay. – you ready for this? This is a good one. This is a lot to it. Uh, Rania Tuiasa-Sopo, he says, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to ever play the game. Tom Brady is the most successful, hence the greatest. But Manning and Rodgers were better players. Well, Tom is the most successful. Uh, Rodgers is – peak um rogers has it mentally 
physically working for him. I try my best not to be jaded by Manning's last couple of years, right? Because like the arm kind of died on Peyton there at the end. When Peyton was at his peak, he was technically supreme, the smartest quarterback of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Had a lot of really good physical traits. Um, I don't know if I disagree with the assertion here. Like, there's a reason why Tom Brady slid a little bit, right, in the draft. Because his, yeah, well, I mean, his his athletic traits are not dividing factors between him and other people. Now, Tom has done as good as anybody in the history of the game to remold and reshape and and train his body and keep it finely tuned so that he can sustain his level of play for as long as he have. And endurance and durability is a completely different kind of skill than arm talent, but that's where Tom sets himself apart. He's been so good for so long. Uh, But I don't think that I disagree with the assertion that Manning and Rodgers are better than Tom. Is Aaron the best ever? You probably think he is, don't you? I know you got a big thing for Aaron. Yes, sir. Do I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to ever play the game? Yes. I think he's got the best arm to ever play in the NFL. I think he has some of the greatest moments. But I think when you talk about the greatest of ever to do something, particularly at the quarterback position, I think that it's very important for there to be uh, the team success. And so when you think about Brady and five Super Bowls and Joe Montana, he had four or five and, uh, you know, those type, that, that level of accomplishment where Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's look, he's the all time leader in passer rating touchdown to uh, interception ratio. Um, he's done some really ridiculous things, but I want to see him have some more championships and that, that still could happen. He's got what three MVPs I mean, or two. He's going for his third this year. Um, I, I think that the, the, the thought process behind this take is really good. Now I know there's going to be somebody listening to this podcast right now. That's going to yell at us for saying it's not Johnny Unitas or something like that, but I didn't, I didn't see him play. You know, I can only go off of what I've seen in my lifetime. And uh, those guys are all really special football players. And, and I, I think that we have to say that Tom Brady's the goat, but Aaron Rodgers is, is probably maybe the best person to ever play the position. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's a best is a vague word, right? A lot of context required there, but uh, Rogers is certainly the best, most talented that I've seen in my personal lifetime. You know, and that even includes when I was younger, and guys like Dan Marino were on the way out, and you know Brett Favre, and Rogers is just a whole different level because it's not even like he's reckless, right? Like he's he is a surgeon, and he'll cut you apart ten different ways. So here's hoping he holds up. Um, it looked like, from what I heard, it looked like that knee was bothering him a little bit this past week too. Got a big test on Sunday, Kyle, too. Yeah. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. So How am I going to deal with that? Rodgers against the Bills? I've dealt with it before. Do it again. You, I, you'll find a way to pull through. I'm confident <laughs> in your ability. Oh, yeah, I have no issues at all. Rodgers, you know, I think Rodgers needs to do is just take this week, get the knee right, you know? No, stop it. That's enough. We're done here. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to the Draft Dudes. As we talked about the uh, top of the show, Joe, you got to clear your throat or anything before I continue? I've been having Going to for a while, but I haven't done it, okay? Okay, good work. Okay. Uh, we'd like to cordially invite you to come back, see us again. 
We'll be back tomorrow. We do five days a week, Monday through Friday of this fine podcast, The Draft Dude. So hit that subscribe button, follow along, and uh, let's have some fun. Joe, we're doing uh, Scout versus Scout tomorrow, so we got to come up with a debate topic. If you guys have anything you'd like to hear us debate, you can hit us up. Uh, Joe is on Twitter, at the Joe Marino. I'm on Twitter, at Grinding the Tape. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.